Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Nowadays, they all just feel the same. All of us under this quarantine, whether it be self-imposed or whether or not your state has imposed it upon you, it just feels like just yesterday, everything was the same. And a week goes by. I know for myself, it's been a week that's gone by. I haven't worked, no sports. I almost feel like, wow, man, it's been a week. What did I do? I mean, look, I hope everybody's keeping their spirits up, being active, going outside, being social, using this opportunity to the best. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm an optimist. We should all be using this time to reconnect with ourselves, spiritually, mentally, physically, with our family members, and also with those that maybe you would actually text all the time and have conversations of that nature. How about now you actually just give them a phone call and hear that voice and you can actually have a little bit more of that person-to-person communication. Reading some books, laundry, those things that you say I put off to the summer. Summer comes, then you're like, I'll wait for the winter vacation. Winter vacation comes, you're like, I only got two weeks. Now's the time to do it. All those little things, you know. But uh, I know I've been finding myself catching up, doing a lot of things. Most importantly, I want to dedicate this episode to all my Giants fans out there so we all know what's really going on with the Giants in this upcoming season. God willing, we're going to have an upcoming season in the NFL. Up to this point, they've been the team, the, the, the league that has been the least affected. Yes, they're going to alter the way they do their draft. They were going to have it in Vegas. I think now they're going to move it somewhere else and have it more of a studio atmosphere type of thing to just obviously lessen the interaction of people being in a public area. Now, when we talk about the New York Giants, recently, I shouldn't say recently, but they have moved on and hired a new coach, Joe Judge, who's a special teams coach for the New England Patriots. But not only that, he was considered the underboss the consigliere, if we want to take it to the godfather. He was the consigliere to Bill Belichick. And although he was a special teams coach, many felt it was a reach for the Giants to reach and hire a guy who's never been a head coach at any level and to hire a special team coach as your head coach. Well, the last two guys that they hired were the young up-and-coming offensive coordinators and it didn't work. And we had the old school tough guy in Coughlin and that the message just wore thin and we weren't winning games. Now, a lot of people sit there and you complain and you talk about why Joe Judge when there were all these other candidates. You know what? Look, that could be a whole other episode, but he's the coach. So I'm a ride with him because he's my guy. Now, some of the moves that the Giants have made via free agency. I don't want to say they are perplexing, but I can see what this guy's doing. He's building a team with a whole bunch of dudes where they're not getting big splash money. They're not getting signed off of their reputation, and they're not signing for a whole bunch of years. And you know what that does? That creates a lot of competition. That creates an atmosphere of guys needing to get their full playing time, earning that playing time, and getting those bonuses Via production. Let's talk about some of these dudes that they signed that I found very interesting. 
Um, the Giants have signed running back Deion Lewis to a one-year deal. Why is that important? Well, Joe Judge came from the Patriots. Deion Lewis played with the Patriots and was very successful with the Patriots. And the only reason why he left was because the Tennessee Titans paid him. And we all know that Patriots don't pay anybody. But what does that mean for Wayne Gallman? I liked Wayne Gallman. I thought Wayne Gallman, when he played in place of Barkley, when Barkley got hurt, did a good job and proved that he could be solid. But when you sign a guy like Deion Lewis, I think Joe Judge wants to go with a solid veteran that understands the culture that he's implementing, that understands the way he wants things done. And I think in terms of being the perfect complement to Barkley, now you got a back that's more of a scat back out of the backfield, and you can have both of them in the same backfield at the same time. And who knows what run or pass play you're going to have at that point. I think I like my man Wayne Gallman. I feel that the signing of Deion Lewis is an upgrade. You know, when you look at, let's, let's just look at the office for right now. You know, wide receiver Corey Coleman. He was on the Giants, former first-round pick from, uh, I believe it was Baylor. He was a former first-round pick. Didn't work out with Washington. Comes to the Giants. One thing that the dude had was speed. Tears his ACL. Misses all the last year. And it was the last year of his deal. So, in a way, the Giants didn't have anything to lose. But in the end, they wound up losing. Because he injured his ACL. Well, he re-upped for a one-year deal with the Giants. What does that add? That adds a little bit of depth, to be honest with you. I mean, Darius Slayum Slayton, he proved to be a, a, a diamond in the rough where he was very productive and came out of nowhere. Golden Tate, I know a lot of people may have their opinions about Golden Tate, but going across the middle... I don't know if there's anybody else I'd rather have on the Giants right now where if I need a third and seven, he's going to go up in there and snag that rock. Sterling Shepard, very productive. But the problem with Sterling Shepard is he's a concussion away or laying on the field to being the next Antonio Pierce for the Giants to where it's like, look, we're going to keep you on the roster and at the end of the year. We are, you're either going to retire a Giant or we're going to have to release you. But I like Sterling Shepard. But the signing of Corey Coleman now provides a little bit more depth. Because as we know last year, I mean, it was a situation where who are these guys? And they were out there starting and playing, right? Now, when you talk about depth, when you talk about creating competition, when you talk about players feeling like, ah, I'm good. I was drafted at this position. Hey, there's nobody that's going to take my spot. Well, I'm not saying he's going to take that spot. But... Daniel Jones now has as a backup quarterback, Colt McCoy. Is Colt McCoy going to literally vie for the starting position of Daniel Jones? I don't think so. But what does Colt McCoy bring to the table? I think what Colt McCoy brings is veteran depth, experience. He's coming over from the Washington Redskins, so he's familiar with the NFC East. And more than anything, in a pinch, if he has to start, you know he can win a big game. This deal, to me, compared to what Eli was able to bring last year, Eli is my man. Eli, 50 grand, is my man. But last year, Eli, compared to what you can run offensively with Colt McCoy, I don't think that much would change if Daniel Jones was out for a pinch or a half or a series. I think this is an upgrade. When you look at other positions on the offense, you got Levine, Toy Toy. 
Toilolo. I hope I'm not destroying his name. But um, he's a tight end. With Rhett Ellison retiring, he's just basically a guy that's been signed for depth. I mean, and, you know, all the Giant fans know E-double, Easy e Evan Ingram. If he can stay healthy, is a monster. And Cade Smith really came on last year when Ingram was hurt for the rest of the season. I'm happy about that signing with this guy. Because now in this offense, we can have players where you can run plays and understand that it's not going to be based on if Ingram is playing. You can say, okay, we can run the same type of pass play and Caden can catch. So this Toy Lolo, he can provide some, uh, some, some depth. Now on the offensive line, you know when you're talking Giants, offensive line is, yo, who we got? Who we getting? Because we know that's an issue. Well, they signed Cam Fleming to a one-year deal comes over from the Dallas Cowboys, who's our offensive coordinator, former Dallas Cowboys head coach, right? So he knows Cam Fleming understands the offensive scheme. He understands what the offense is trying to do. It can maybe make the, the transition that much easier for the rest of the offensive line. I mean, he signed for one year. So Mike Reimers was good, but I think this was like an even deal to where you're not really upgrading with Cam Fleming, but I think the intangibles or what you're really getting from acquiring a former Cowboy. Now, um, two other players that the Giants made deals with. They were former Giants, but I'm happy to see Elijah Penny come back. And he came back not at a pretty penny, but he got a whole bunch of pennies. Let me tell you, I'm only playing. He didn't sign a big deal like that. But he signed up for two years. And I think when you look at the Patriots, their fullbacks, they were guys where you never knew what name they were. But they were able to run it out of the fullback position, run it out of the tailback, tailback position, line up in the slot, and catch it out of the backfield. And that's what Elijah Penny brings to this offense. And I think he provides stability, versatility. And I think under Judge, he fits perfectly in what's going to happen with this offense. Cody Core. He was another depth guy. He was he came on late last year with the Giants. He didn't produce a lot. He's a straight up special teams depth type of guy. I don't really see him playing like that, but I think when you can combine what you provide in depth and most importantly special teams. People don't understand. Special teams are very important and if you don't have players that can actually play those positions, you got a problem. And this guy provides that. So I don't think they signed him more so for the wide receiver game, more so the special teams game. Now let's move over to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about this D. Let's talk about this defense, yo. For the first time, the Giants had an outside linebacker that had at a 10-sack season since Lawrence Taylor, LT, and Marcus Golden. And he has yet to resign. Now, what that tells me is he's probably asking for a lot of money and wants to be paid in full. And I understand that. So they're probably ironing out, seeing what they want to do. But, hey, the the Giants are making moves, man. They signed Kyler Fackrell. And he brings a lot of facts to the table. <laughs> he signed a one-year deal. He's an outside linebacker slash edge rusher. Um, last year, he had a, a subpar year. He's been in the league for four years and has never had more than three sacks other than 2018 when he had 10 and a half sacks. 
Why is that important? Well, Marcus Golden two years ago had a double-digit sack season. Last year, Torres ACL. The Giants took a one-year deal on him, hoping they could catch lightning in the bottle, and they did. So I'm thinking Kyla Fackrell, as a matter of fact, is going to, they're hoping to get that lightning in a bottle back again. And if Marcus Golden doesn't come back, he might actually be the guy that's out there at the full-time position. Now, another uh, 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 position to me that's going to be very, very interesting is linebacker, especially inside linebacker. Now, as a matter of fact, Fackrell, one of his teammates, Blake Martinez, inside linebacker from the Green Bay Packers, signed a three-year deal. Um, To me, he was signed to replace Alec Ogletree. I look at him, this is an even deal because when I look at Alec Ogletree, he was a tackling machine, but had trouble in pass defense, running backs, tight ends, out of the backfield. When you look at Blake Martinez, he's a tackling machine, a little bit faster, a little bit more solid of a tackler, but has problems covering running backs and tight ends. So to me, I look at it as you're just getting a younger, faster Alec Ogletree. Hopefully our defensive coordinator can maximize his positive efforts and minimize what he can't do. Another player that we signed that I'm actually happy that we brung back was um, David. My last name isn't Mayonnaise. It's really Mayo. David Mayo. He signed a three-year deal. I think this is a great deal because he plays special teams. When he had his opportunity to start last year with Ryan Connolly going down, he proved to be a very solid player. He's going to be very solid in the depth aspect. And now, for so many years, that inside linebacker was who's going to play or who's going to win this position in training camp. Now, you're looking at Blake Martinez, David Mayo, and Ryan Connolly really came on last year as a rookie before tearing his ACL. So now, you feel like with that bunch, you could get some solid play. And if Connolly gets back to that form where he was before he tore his ACL, he looked like he had a special it factor to him, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see what the Giants do. But with that linebacking core now, and you add Lorenzo Carter on the other side, I'm not saying that they're great, that they're that much better, but at least you got guys right now where you know what you can expect. Maybe it may not be to the level that you want it to be at, but now you got guys where it's like, look, just play to the level that we expect you to play at. Now, in that back end, oh, another person. Well, they didn't really sign him. They franchised Leonard Williams. What does that mean? That means he gets the, um, at his position, he gets the average of the top five salaries. So, for me, I think it's at the point where with Leonard Williams, they felt that they traded for this guy and gave up draft picks. And because they couldn't come to a deal, they didn't want to let him walk for nothing and they franchised him. Now, keep in mind, what if they trade him on draft day for the draft pick that we lost and we acquire more draft picks? So the fact that a lot of people are mad out there saying, why is he still on the team? I think it's part of it is to save face. Part of it is maybe he's a bargaining chip. I understand he's not a sack machine, but when you look at the numbers, and I'm talking rushing-wise, when he joined the Giants and started, those rushing numbers for the opponent started to come down. Now, I'm not saying he's a sack guy, but against the run, um, he, 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 he was effective. But that's not, a, that's not a stat or a number people notice. But 
the coaches see that, and I think that's why they franchise him. Um, you know, one guy that I was excited that they actually signed, out of anybody that they signed, this is the guy that I was very excited about. James Bradbury, cornerback. He came from the Carolina Panthers. He signed a three-year deal. Now, we lost Janoris Jenkins, but I feel that this is an upgrade because this guy, he's solid. He doesn't do, he's not like one of those, he's the top cornerback in the league. But I like Janoris Jenkins, but he's the type of guy when motivated, he is a very good player. But when a team isn't playing well, which the Giants weren't, and he, he becomes unmotiva- unmotivated, you, you'd rather have somebody dress up that came from the stands than the effort that he was putting out there sometimes. But James Bradbury, solid player. Good ball hawk skills, very tough, very physical, doesn't allow a lot of completions, doesn't allow a lot of um, touchdowns. And you pair him up now with DeAndre Baker. And remember a couple of years ago, everyone, you were talking about the Giants and you were saying to yourself, who is in the secondary back there with Janoris Jenkins? It feels like there's a bunch of, it's Janoris Jenkins and who? Well, let's take a look at who's back there now. Because now you got DeAndre Baker, right? James Bradbury at the other corner. Now, at the slot, you're going to have Sam Beal and Corey Ballantyne duking that out. And whoever loses becomes the fourth DB. But remember, were we not thinking when we acquired Sam Beal and drafted him, he was going to be a starter? Corey Ballantyne showed up and blowed up last year at training camp and earned his position and earned some playing time. So that threesome at the cornerback position, now all of a sudden, I'm not saying it's great, but it just feels like it's solid. Let's talk about the safety position. We had guys back there where, at times, they were making business decisions, didn't want to tackle. Or maybe just the game passed them by, and they were acquired by the Giants for their veteran leadership. Well, look, Julius Peppers and Sausage is a guy who's young, versatile, can really rock and roll and really be a rotational safety where he could be he could play the deep middle and if a tight end or the running back splits out, he can line up over that player and defend him. Julian Love. I love me some Julian. I mean, as a rookie, he came in and he really, game by game, you could see him being a little bit better a little bit more comfortable, a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable. He's similar to Jabril Peppers. I mean, gone are the days now when you're watching football and you sit there and say, this guy is a strong safety. He needs to be the big, tough, physical safety. And this guy is a free safety. He needs to be the, the lighter, faster, have wide range and being a safety. When I watch football now, both safeties need to be interchangeable. Not in terms of they can play the other position. In terms of within one play, one safety needs to be able to come down into the box and either stuff the run, stop the line, stop the tight end, or split out on a running back. And the other safety needs to be able to do that too. And if you have two safeties that could do that, now we're talking about flexibility and versatility in your defense. And I think that's where the Giants are getting to. And I'm really, really, really excited about seeing Loving Peppers. That they should have a nickname. Loving Peppers? Peppers Love? Do you love Peppers? Oh! 
my goodness. But anyway, um, another player that they signed was uh, safety, but he's more so special teams guy. Nate Ebner came over from the New England Patriots. Joe Judge coached this guy. This guy is a very good special teams player. Obviously, he's going to be, like I said earlier in this episode, somebody along the lines of a Deion Lewis. He's going to come. He's going to say, look, this is how he wants things. This is how we're going to go about things. This is how things are going to get done, period. I mean, you set the culture by bringing in players that know what you want and doing that. Because what culture really is, to me, is when you have players that police themselves, and when the coach isn't there, they're still doing the right thing. So that's all at this point. The players that the Giants have signed in free agency, if things change, I will be more than happy to come on and talk about it. If things change tonight or tomorrow, I'll be more than happy to talk about it. So as I do with every episode, this is the positive quote. My positive quote for this episode, with everybody being at home spending more than the time that you usually do around your loved ones, just think about this. Love is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. Let me just say that again. Love is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.